Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Dr. Eric Zelinsky about the healing power of essential oils. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Drs. Shane Sedman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years of combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headaches, dysautonomia, and more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project. And I am author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I am editor-in-chief of The Brain Health Magazine, and you can get your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Dr. Eric Zielinski, and he is the author of the national bestseller, Healing Power of Essential Oils and the Essential Oils Apothecary. Dr. Z has pioneered natural living since 2003. He is trained as an aromatherapist, public health researcher, and chiropractor. He started naturallivingfamily.com in 2014 with his wife to help people learn how to use natural remedies like essential oils safely and effectively. Now visited by more than 3 million natural health seekers every year, naturallivingfamily.com has rapidly become the number one online source for non-branded essential oils education. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Z. Thrilled to have you here today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So why don't you give our listeners a little background of how you came to be in this essential oils world? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because let me, let me dare say that many men listening share a, a bias that I used to have that aromatherapy is smelly stuff and it's mostly for women (laughs) and that's something that I admit I admit I was guilty of that prejudice Um, you know I oftentimes jest I'm not going to go play beach volleyball with my guy friends smelling like Elang Lang they're going to take my guide card away (laughs) from me right so there was that stigma that that was actually something I had to overcome because I never recognized what essential oils were and how Mm -hmm. pivotal and how important they could be for the health But my wife, she's been using essential oils since we've been married and, quite frankly, since she's been a teenager. So when I was going through my own healing journey, 
I relied on nutrition, supplementation, prayer, meditation, mind-body exercises, and just a good old-fashioned let's, let's, let's just do my best to get rid of toxins and replace with healthy stuff. But one thing I didn't have, I didn't have a medicine cabinet, so to speak. I didn't have a solution for nausea, headaches, toe fungus, you name it. And when you open up your medicine cabinet, and I, and I encourage people, whether press pause or they're watching the replay or listen to the replay, look at what's in your medicine cabinet right now. And what I've done is I've replaced all that stuff with things that work equally, if not even more effective, with essential oils. But the difference is, unlike all those things that you're looking at in your medicine cabinet, you know, like the Pepto-Bismol, the aspirins, whatever, there are virtually no side effects to using essential oils when you use them mm-hmm. the right way. And that's really what I needed. That's what, that's what I was looking for. And as a public health researcher, I didn't know that what I was looking for until a client of mine several years ago commissioned me to write a series of public health reports on essential oils and their therapeutic efficacy on fighting infection, balancing blood sugar, reducing blood pressure, helping with mood, sleep, libido, and the list goes on. I was floored. Mm -hmm. I literally was floored, reading hundreds and hundreds of research trials. And then I looked at my empty medicine cabinet because I was very much at the time averse to using pharmaceuticals unless necessary. And I was like, well, what would I do for a headache instead of just grinning and bearing it? And that's when I started to experiment and here we are now, seven, eight years later, and between us as well, for the ladies listening, you know how it is, my wife chuckling in the background with I, that I told you so smile over and over again, because she's been using these healing mechanisms forever, and I finally am catching up to what she's known for <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, because that was actually a point I was going to make about how it's it's refreshing to have a male doctor um, talking about essential oils because it typically is females talking about it. And, um, uh, you know, a lot of guys are like, they poo poo essential oils and like, "Eh, it's a bunch of hooey. And, um, you know, and then once you give them something like say they have a headache and you're like, here, put some peppermint on your temples and their headaches gone. And they're like, Oh, this actually works. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have a male here today talking about it because it is, it's for everybody. You know, it's not just a girly thing at all. Um, and like you said, the empty cabinet, I, I mean, I literally have band-aids in my cabinet. Yep. That's about it. Yep. Band-aids and bandages. Um, Funny. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, what, where would you like to start? Like, what are what are some of your favorite uses, or well, how to use them safely? Where where would you like? Yeah, where would you like to begin? Yeah, because because you mentioned something like like let's let's recognize what this is. All right, let's recognize what this is. What we're dealing with is chemical constituents that are encapsulated in plants. All right. So let's, let's paint a picture. For thousands of years, our ancestors recognized that willow bark had analgesic pain-relieving properties. 
So they would create salves and pulses and all sorts of different things from willow bark. Well, not too long ago, chemists were investigating, like, why? What is it about willow bark that helps with pain? And they found a chemical in the willow bark in the salicylate family. It was a salicylin. All right. Not to dive too deep into biochemistry, but here's what happens. When you synthetically manufacture that, when you mass produce it, and then you put a shiny white coating on it and put it to market, it's sold as aspirin. That's the Mm -hmm. actual history of aspirin. But that's also the same exact history for your antibiotic, for your chemotherapy, for your metformin, for your Prozac, for every drug on the planet. Every pharmaceutical has its basis at one point from the structure of the plants that we see in nature. It's not like Dr. Susie Chemist wakes up in the middle of the night with a revelation thinking, oh, wow, let's combine these nitrogens and carbons and, and, and you know, hyd- you know, hydrogens together and we'll, we'll make a drug. No, no, it's, it's, they're doing research. And they find, oh, wow, this chemical, this limonene, this is interesting. Let's look at limonene. Well, what's limonene? Limonene gives that wonderful aromatic experience that you and I love through citrus oils. Limonene, think of it, lime, right? Okay, it makes sense. Orange, lime, lemon, grapefruit, bergamot, neroli. Going back to bergamot in in the context of our discussion with traumatic brain injury, there's one study that evaluated that bergamot essential oil protected against brain damage when they induced stroke on lab rats. That's interesting. Well, what was mm-hmm. it about the bergamot that did it? Well, it was because primarily the limonene. So here's what chemists will do. Chemists will extract the limonene. They've already done it. They already have it. Now they can synthetically manufacture it. And now they use that as a base with other drugs. They add preservatives to it. They add whatever cocktail that they're adding. And also, you can't patent bergamot, right? You can't patent food. You can't patent plants like that, right? So that's the other way around the patent scenario. That's how they could sell stuff. So this is – I want people to realize that what what I'm teaching and what I've devoted my life to – is actual, true, plant-based medicine. And then when you look at how our bodies react to these volatile organic compounds, volatile meaning they readily evaporate, organic meaning they're carbon-based, compounds meaning there are many, many different constituents. Like when you look, when you hold your bottle of lavender, you're looking at 150 to 200 different plant chemicals that are in lavender. That's in its natural holistic form. Again, you could take out the linalool. You could take out any individual component. You can make a drug out of it. You could add it to a, whatever you want, make a perfume. What do you think is your perfume? What do you think flavors your Coca-Cola? That's where you start to get like, well, how pervasive are these essential oils? They're everywhere. They're the basis for all flavoring. They're the basis for all fragrance. They're the basis for all drugs and your cleaning products. It's like, why haven't I heard about this before? Well, you know, you have. If you look at the ingredient list and you're like, oh, 
That's what natural flavorings are. Or, oh, that's what parfum or fragrance is in your body care. But the difference, and this is the take-home message, and this is so important for this audience listening in the context of brain injury and brain health, is unless it's, unless it's very clear on the label that the ingredient in question is an actual pure essential oil, like fragrance, perfume, flavoring, all that stuff, if it, it's not very clear that it is essential oil, what we're talking about now are synthetics. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have a very serious discussion. Because right. synthetic fragrances, synthetic flavorings, these synthetics have been shown to be linked to neurological inflammation. They're a yes. primary cause of Alzheimer's and dementia, let alone cancer and autoimmunity. So when you're looking at this whole discussion, it's like, wow, A, let's recognize them for what they are. They're everywhere. And it's pretty cool when you think of it in that sense. They enhance life in so many ways. But when you flip this script on its head, so to speak, and you start to look at your life, and whether it's your medicine, your body care, your cleaning products, your poo-poo spray, whatever it is, and you start to think, okay, let me replace the synthetic version with the real version. That's where the proverbial medical miracle happens, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i a proponent of knowing where your oils come from. And I, I like to give the example that, you know, people go to Whole Foods um, and buy their oils there because there's kind of this misleading misconception that, oh, it's from Whole Foods, so it's going to be a pure product. Um, it's not always true. A lot of what Whole Foods carries is synthetic. Um, and, and there's no regulation on essential oils. So you can put kind of whatever you want on the label. You can say it's, you know, pure or therapeutic grade, and that really doesn't mean anything. Um, but one thing I learned early on is if the label says for aromatic use only, um, that's a pretty big indicator there's something else in it other than pure essential oils. Would you kind of agree with that assessment? Well, the only concern I have about that is a lot of companies are quite frankly concerned about getting sued. And they're concerned by saying for not safe for internal use, that's their, you know, CYA. They're trying to cover their assets. Uh, And so that's where I've found it, quite frankly, the label's useless. Yes. And it, it really is. A, a supplement label from by and large, because supplements, your CBD, and by the way, most people don't know this, but the five most adulterated products on the planet that people consume on a regular basis, coffee, olive oil, wine, and then I'll add supplements and essential oils. They're just highly, highly adulterated. People, I mean, you have no idea what's in your coffee or your olive oil. And the same thing with your essential oils. So when it comes down to it, to your point, you make a very valid point. I'm glad you made it. 75 to 80% of the essential oils on the market are adulterated, which it's either they are actual fake, they're synthetic, or even more unscrupulous. They're manufactured in a way 
to smell sweeter or they're mm, essentially yes. mixed with other things. And that's the perfect example with cinnamon and cassia. Cassia is, is sweeter, more appealing to people typically because of the smell, but it's not nearly as medicinal and it's cheaper. Cinnamon bark is, we talk about that at length in the diabetes, even in the Alzheimer's. Most people don't recognize this. Uh, cinnamon bark has an 80% efficacy to stop and inhibit acetylcholinesterase, the, the enzyme that breaks down acetylcholine, which acetylcholine is required for, for memory and cognitive function. Low acetylcholine levels, your neurotransmitter, low acetylcholine levels are the hallmark of Alzheimer's disease. And cinnamon bark has an 80% efficacy at stopping the enzyme from breaking that down, which essentially is what the drugs do. Wow, that's interesting. So I talk about cinnamon bark in the context of blood sugar balancing. It helps with insulin sensitivity. It helps with curbing your hunger, cravings, weight loss, brain health. I mentioned it. It helps with a number of things. But here's what unscrupulous marketers do. It's expensive. It's not cheap. Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is they'll put cassia in the bottle and they'll sell it as cassia. And then it's like, or they'll have half of the bottle of cinnamon bark, some of cassia, some laced with a carrier oil. So the bottom line and the take-home message is I encourage people to pick up my book, my newest one, The Essential Oils Apothecary. I walk you through how to vet out a good company. And ultimately, transparency is key. You want to find a company that could, and same way, by the way, with your coffee, <laughs> same way with your yes. supplements, same way with your CBD and your wine, you want them to show their sourcing, and all good companies have batch-specific reports. It's a batch report. It's like, hey, this is where we got the cinnamon. This is the chemical analysis of it. This is what you're getting. That's current 2021, 2022, whenever you're listening to this. That's current transparency in our industry. That's, at this point, required. It's, it's the standard. Yeah, you know, I once um, went to TJ Maxx. I was really mm. curious. I kind of wanted to prove a point of um, the quality of essential <laughs> oils. And so I yeah. bought, um, like, jasmine, and it was, like, $12. And, like, a bottle of real jasmine oh. is quite expensive. <laughs> so, yeah. like, okay, I just want to see what this smells like. <laughs> so I brought it home, and I was like, holy crap, this is pure fragrance in here like it just instantly gave me a headache I was like this is gross um but it proves my point um and I mean you can just tell a real essential oil from a fragrance right a synthetic um and and you know and that's another point too is I've had people very skeptical of essential oils because they they get headaches from fragrances and I'm like right but you're getting the headache from the chemical in the actual fragrance when you're using an essential oil you shouldn't get a headache right there there can be exceptions if it's an allergy um, but the the purity of it like you're getting that headache from all the filler and the chemicals in that fragrance yeah you know it's dangerous though I'm glad you mentioned that because. I oftentimes teach the warning sign that we have, and God, I believe, gave us pain and inflammation and just the sensory input-output mechanism to defend our bodies and to protect our bodies. 
So here's, here's in the, this is really important for people that are focusing on brain health. This is really important. If you could go to a Walmart or a Target, whatever it might be, a big box store, and walk down the cleaning aisle, you know where all the cleaning products are. If you could walk down that aisle and not get a headache or mm-hmm. stomachache or feel uneasy or something, what's happened is you have desensitized your sense of smell. And that's a dangerous place to be. That's synonymous. Yes. And I'm not overreacting here. That, here's why. That is synonymous to putting your hand into a fire and having your hand not having any sensation of pain. What's going to happen? The fire is going to burn your hand off. Pain says to your body, hey, this is dangerous, tells your brain, react, and your hand jerks. The problem is when you smell that, you've sensitized your smell. You have a proper sense of smell. But for all the millions and hundreds of millions, I would dare say billions of people, billions, who have desensitized, who have adapted, they spray that on. They're like, oh, it smells great. That's not Uh a good place to be. (laughs) I was at a New Year's Eve party at a good friend of ours, and they had their Yankee candle next to us at the kitchen table. I was gagging. Actually, I I, I snuck by the door or the window that was cracked open. I was gagging. And someone might be like, well, you know, I'm like men. Let's talk to the guys out there. Men with the iron stomachs, right? I could eat anything. Well, okay. (laughs) That's not a good sign. You know, it's not a good sign that you can eat anything and not feel yucky afterwards. Like, your body's in bad shape. So I want to encourage people, just to trust me, just to trust me. What you want to do, and this is the test, you want to go on a fragrance fast. And if you think I'm throwing hogwash at you, if you think I'm going crazy, just test me before you do it. First of all, I want to encourage everyone to please throw away all your aerosols, your fragrances, your perfumes, your colognes, your plug-ins. Literally, neurotoxic. It's the yes. worst stuff for you. But if, if you're yes. not willing to take that step yet, here's the test. Fast from it. Just like you would fast food. Mm-hmm. Avoid it. Yeah. No Eliminate spray, it. Mm-hmm. Unplug that stuff. Watch what happens after a week. Watch what happens after a week or two, maybe three. It takes a couple of weeks. You put that thing on. You open up your bottle of bleach. You get out your cleaner. You get out your Bed Bath & Beyond or Bath & Body Works with stuff, <laughs> potion, lotion. Yep. And you'll notice, ugh, this stuff's horrible. Like you can't even stomach it. You get a visceral response. And that is what your body needs to do. We need to fast. We need to cleanse from that. And next thing you know, the body starts to regenerate. Like the reality is, and this is the truth, we should not need a smoke detector in our home. I mean, just think about what that means. We have automatically presupposed that everyone in America or other countries that it's required, every apartment, you don't even have the basic sense of smell to smell smoke anymore or to smell toxins. Yes, I get carbon monoxide, that stuff. But I'll tell you something. Our ancestors didn't have a smoke detector. They relied on their senses. And the number one first sense that's developed in your body is the sense of smell. And that means that's tied to your mood, your emotions, your autonomic function, your heart rate, your breathing rate. So when we go back to really just primal instincts, we go back to who we are as humans. We start to really rely on our sense of smell more. 
we don't need our sense of smell. We just care about our sense of hearing, our sense of sight. We care about our sense of taste, but it's also connected to smell. If you put salt on your food automatically, even before tasting it, that's oftentimes a problem with your sense of smell. So anyway, right. this, is, this isn't the, the quote aromatherapy course to help you smell better. But what we're trying to do is paint a picture of, look, if you want some objective measures to tell if maybe you're suffering from toxic overload or toxic burden, if you have desensitized your sense of smell. Because once you flip this on its head and once you really, really change course, course direct, you'll notice, wow, what you inhale directly impacts your brain, your mm-hmm. limbic system. It impacts your mood, your emotions. It impacts your memory. And you start to capitalize on the wonderful fragrances that we have in nature. And then if you want to go to the next level, it's like you apply them topically through body care, other targeted solutions internally through we ingest them in our culinary preparations, in our capsules. The sky's the limit. Yeah, and, you know, you just really hit it with, the neurotoxins that so many people are using on a daily basis and don't even realize it. Those Glade plugins, the Febreze air fresheners, mm-hmm. your Tide laundry soap, huge, huge one, right? Like you're wearing that all day um, yeah. or sleeping on your sheets with it too. You know, there's just so many things that we're using on a daily basis that we don't realize are so damaging. Um, and, you can replace those with natural products. And, and, you know, there's also a lot of greenwashing out there, right? Like Myers soap mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They try to tell you it's natural. Um, but if you look closer, it's not. Um, so yeah, we, we're just about out of time. I can't believe how quickly this flew by. I could talk about oils all day long. Um, <laughs> but Dr. Z, we're, we're just about out of time. So I would love to wrap up with, you know, what are your final thoughts? Like, what is your take-home message for people listening today? My take-home message in the context of where we're at today, right? We're, we're, we're recording this in September 2021. The context is, we have a lot more control than what we may admit or acknowledge. We have more control over our mental health, our brain health, our emotional health. And oftentimes, and I dare say it all starts at home with people spending upwards to 95 to 99% of their time indoors, indoors right now. It's absolutely critical. It's critical to create a healthy haven in your apartment, in your home, wherever you live. Get a high-powered portable air purifier. Absolutely necessary. Get some essential oils. Throw away those fragrances. Start to transform one by one by one. And you will find yourself infinitely better prepared to, to deal with and, dare I say, overcome the stressors that are happening and that are coming down the pipeline. And you'll find yourself responding better in a, in a more proficient, calmer manner. You'll find yourself thinking clearly, more clear. You'll find yourself sleeping better. And next thing you know, depending on how far you want to take this lifestyle, like every aspect changes. Your love life, 
right? Your work life, your, your relationships with your kids, your friends. And so oftentimes we don't recognize that we do. We do have the power to shape and dictate how we respond to a stimuli. And, and what I've found is stopping the, quote, environmental insult, the environmental threats that are all around us, stopping that and letting our brain and our body and our metabolism reset is absolutely critical. Essential oils can help. They're fun. They're wonderfully enticing in a myriad of ways. And I hope you check out my new book, The Essential Oils Apothecary, and learn more. Awesome. And just for anyone listening, I do have a link, um, an Amazon link in the show notes to your book, as well as your website, which is naturallivingfamily.com. So, Dr. Z, thank you so much for being here today. This has been a great conversation, um, and I just really appreciate you taking the time to be here with our listeners today. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. God bless everyone. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Dr. Eric Smolinski. And just a reminder, you can find all previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes or directly at facesoftbi.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And also remember to join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode.